Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great you could join me on this wonderful Thursday, the 13th of May, 2021. And wherever you are in the world, trust you've enjoyed a phenomenal week so far. I'm looking forward to ending the week really strongly and setting yourself up for an even better week next week. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a really important topic. Now, you probably heard, if you're a listener to the podcast, you probably hear me say that time and time and time again. So every single topic is an important topic, but this one is really, really important. That is, who is in your inner circle? Now, the interesting thing about this is no matter what role you play, uh, no matter whether you're a sales leader, whether you're a general leader, whether in fact you're an individual contributor who has ambitions of being a leader, no matter what role you're playing right now, success, and more specifically, sustained success, cannot be achieved alone. It does take a team. Now, if you look at every single sustainably successful entrepreneur, business person, coach, sports star, singer, entertainer, if you look at all of them, I would you, I would hazard a guess that you could count on one, one hand and probably even on one finger the number of those people who are successful sustainably over a long period of time who didn't have anybody around them or didn't have a strong inner circle, you could count on one hand. Now, it's a little bit of a bit of a furphy because most sustainably, if not all sustainable, well, I'll just say it, every single sustainably successful individual team has a strong support network behind them. It is just a fact. And I will challenge anybody to show me somebody who is sustainably successful over a long period of time who didn't have that support network behind them. Now, there's lots of examples in the world where people have been successful over a over a reasonably long period of time, but then fell away. And one of the key reasons for that is the people who they surrounded themselves with were not necessarily the best quality of people that would sustain that person and give them the platform to continue to develop and continue to grow. And so you'll see, and it's often often talked about, the fly-by-nighters that are here, to, here today, gone tomorrow, that didn't have the support network with them. And hey, they're, they're a long, for some, a long lost distant memory, uh, if that makes sense. But if I look at some of the, the most common, I guess, highly successful people, and I'll just take the sporting realm, for example. And, I, and I'm not a I'm not an avid tennis fan, but I look at people like Rafael Nadal and uh, Roger Federer. They have big teams around them. When I say big teams, they've got a lot of a support network, but their inner circle is very, very small. Probably no more than, say, five people. Who is their, um, I guess, their strongest confidants, if you like? They might have a bigger team that some of these individuals within their inner circle uh, manage on behalf of these sports people. So they might have a number of nutritionists, for example, but both Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer would have an inner circle member who is an expert in diet and nutrition. But they'll have a team working behind the scenes to make sure that the sports person is at their optimal level of uh, uh, dietary fitness, if that makes sense, so that they can be at their best on game day or on match day. And the interesting thing you'll notice about these these people is they'll be there in their support network. So at tennis, for example, you'll see a small group of people supporting in the stands, uh, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal and other players for that matter. 
But there's also going to be a lot that you don't see a lot of, and they'll play they'll play more of an invisible type back backstage behind the scenes type role. But the sports person who is at the top of the game uh, knows the role that these inner circle members play that enables them to maintain their level of professionalism and level of performance to keep them at the top of the game and knowing that there's always another level to get to. Because that's the other thing that the inner circle people will do, and I'll talk about some of the attributes shortly, is they will always encourage the sports person or the person who is the, I guess, the success maker to get to another level. And this is why inner circle people are so important to our uh, our development and our growth. It's as, it's as simple as that. So the question to ask today on the podcast is, um, who's in your inner circle? Have you given this so much thought? Have you built this intentionally or has it just organically uh, evolved over a period of time. And the key thing to understand is the inner circle is going to be different to friendship groups. Now, it may well be that you might have some really close friends who you consider to be a key part of your inner circle, but these are, these are not friends who are there just to uh, placate you and in some cases say, <laughs> say yes to you. Totally different to, to your inner circle. Many people, unfortunately, have an inner circle or they allow the inner circle to, as I said, just develop organically. And it's not necessarily a friendship group that will underpin your long-term success because you need to have some very, very specific attributes in place and you need to know exactly what you're looking for in terms of a member of your inner circle that can help you uh, underpin the level of success you want to get to and some of the things you need to develop in. Now, the the well-known US US philosopher Jim Rohn used to always say, and he said this many, many times, he's been quoted, and he probably is the most quoted in relation to this particular quote, and that is something along the lines of that you are the average of your five closest friends or associates. And this goes for anything in terms of goes in relation to your thinking, goes in relation to your philosophy, certainly goes in relation to your leadership, uh, but it also can go into areas such as your your bank account, your income, your beliefs, your values, etc. So it's, it stands to reason then that we need to be very, very specific on who we allow into our inner circle. If, as Jim Rohn always used to say, if we are and become the average of our five closest associates, which means that when it comes to developing your inner circle, we've got to be 100% intentional on what the attributes are that we need to have as part of our inner circle. And be very, very specific, therefore, on the qualities you're looking for and what specific role you want them to play. Now, it could include some of your closest friends. It could include family members, but it may well be that your inner circle is going to be completely different to that, and that might be individual for each of you in terms of what you're looking for. So what does an inner circle do? So when you think about inner circle, if you Googled inner circle, there's a number of different uh, definitions. But when it comes down to it, there's a number of things that members of the inner circle do. And this is something you need to be really, really clear on for you in terms of what are the kind of people you want to have within your inner circle and what specifically is the role you want them to play when they are in your inner circle. So there's a number of things that inner circle people can do, including things like they'll become your cheerleader. So they'll be the ones that encourage you no matter what. And if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader, if you're going through transition in, in terms of your career, if you're dealing with some challenges at work in terms of your sales leadership uh, development, then you need to have people who can become cheerleaders for you and continue to encourage you when you don't feel like doing stuff, when the chips are down and when you feel as if you're not making any progress. You need somebody in your corner who can continue to pull you up again and dust you off and move you forward and encourage you to keep taking that one step in front of the other. So you need to have somebody in your corner who can be your cheerleader. You also have somebody need to have somebody who can be a confidant. 
and somebody who can really listen and listen the key thing here is listening without judgment so having somebody who will be prepared to listen to you and also ask you really great questions ask you uh, challenging questions but also listen to what your responses are and not be quick to judge you and certainly not be quick to give you answers to those questions. So a great sounding board is a person who you can really trust to be in your inner circle and provide that level of confidence uh, and as a confidant. You also want somebody who can support you no matter what's going on. You know, again, they're not going to be there to judge you. They're there to support you. So they'll love you regardless of how you behave. So they are your support mechanism. They almost become like your bedrock. So you can have the confidence that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, they will still be there supporting you no matter what. You also want people in your inner circle who will keep you grounded. One of the biggest challenges that I see a lot is people surround themselves with people who will pump their tires up, who will say yes and maybe help. Uh, and this is a <laughs> this is a, an interesting one. They might actually overinflate the ego or at least pump up the ego even more. And they won't say the things or give the feedback they need to give to keep the person grounded. And so they can create an environment where the person is not living in reality. And so a confidant that you can have within the inner circle is somebody who will be able to keep you grounded, which means they're prepared to have the conversations with you and establish for you sometimes when you need it what reality is actually uh, looking like right now so that you can then take the most appropriate steps to move forward. And so somebody who can keep you grounded, somebody who is in the, at the same time can challenge you, and this is challenging you in terms of your thinking, challenging you in terms of your, your method, challenging you even sometimes in terms of your philosophy to make sure that it's actually crystallized and it's actually really something that is going to take you forward and potentially your team forward. But also be a person, a person who is prepared to give you feedback. And feedback is an interesting one because feedback, a lot of people don't like giving feedback unless it's positive. You need somebody in your inner circle who will give you the uh, unfiltered feedback, but it means you've got an established relationship with this person who is uh, very, very trustworthy. So it is, it is based on a bedrock of trust and respect. If you've got somebody like that in your inner circle who you know that will give you um, unbiased feedback, but it's done with love... <laughs> That is like gold. You need to have somebody like that in your life who can actually help you and at the same time keep you grounded. So there are just some of the things that members of the inner circle can do. So when it comes to creating an inner circle or at least having a look at, okay, where's my inner circle right now? Ask yourself some of these questions to think about, all right, do I have the right people in the right positions in my inner circle? Or do I have to go out and start looking for people and inviting them into my inner circle based on answers to these questions? And there's five questions I want you to think about when it comes to creating your own inner circle. The first one is, do they have integrity? Now, this is a massive one, and particularly when we're talking about leadership. I'm, I'm a massive fan of servant leadership, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. So it's all about how do I best serve others. So that means in order for me to do that, I've got to be acting with integrity the whole time. So if that's the case, I need to have people around me who will also show a level of integrity that is uncompromised. It is it is an absolute given. You might, must have people who have integrity. The other question I ask is, do they have complementary insights and perspectives? So can they can they bring different perspectives to me that may challenge my thinking, but also helps me get better? I don't want to surround myself with yes people who are all thinking the way I'm thinking because that just becomes groupthink. And as, if you've done any research on groupthink, sometimes groupthink is not a positive thing. So I need to surround myself with people who are going to challenge me who are going to bring different insights to the to the table that can help enhance my own thinking and maybe help me see things from a different perspective, which is only going to enhance my ability to become a better leader. So do they have 
complementary insights and perspectives. Can they, question number three is, can they have strategic influence? So do you have a level of respect for them and based on their experience, their insights, their, their background, can they have a level of strategic influence that you can bring to the table that can help you increase your level of strategic influence in the areas that you want to have that influence in? Question number four is, do they help you or do they hinder you? This is a big one. So are they there to add value to you or are they there to actually ride on the coattails of you and furnish their own egos and build their own egos and build their own presence and get their own outcomes for what they're looking for? So are they there to help or are they there to hinder? Are they, do they have a servant's heart? Are they there really to serve you? But also, are they there to serve the people that you also serve? So are you on the same page? And this is a big one because sometimes you don't necessarily know at the beginning. It's only through hindsight. It's only through observation of behavior and situations that you can really ascertain as to whether the person in your inner circle is in fact a person helping or a person hindering. But it's a really important thing we need to consider. And the, the final question, and there's probably a whole host of others, but this particular question is also really important. That is, do they contribute to others within the inner circle? Now, with with people, and when I, when I talk about inner circle, I'm talking no more than, say, four or five people within your inner circle. Do you have people in there who are looking to contribute to others within the inner circle? So making a contribution not just to you, but making a contribution to other people who are in that inner circle as well, so that the entire caliber of the entire inner circle and the entire group can improve and get better. So if you can ask those five questions of yourself in terms of whether you've got an existing inner circle or not, or whether you're building one, think just think about the answers to those questions because that might actually help you better identify the type of people that you need to have in your inner circle that's going to help you make the progress you need to make in order to get the outcomes you're looking for. And so if you haven't created one yet, if you haven't if you haven't created a specific inner circle just yet, here are some things to think about first of all, uh, apart from answering those answering those questions. First and foremost, you've got to get really clear on you and what you stand for. Why, why are you looking for an inner circle? What's important to you as to why you need to have an inner circle in place and what's the ultimate goal you're aiming for? Based on that, therefore, look at the skills and the attributes that you're going to be looking for that will help challenge you and help you get better as an individual, but get better as a leader. And then go about and invite them. Go invite them. Go and ask them, would you like to be part of my inner circle? I'd really appreciate your your experience, your insights. Uh, I, re- I really respect you as an individual. And I guarantee most people who are invited into an inner circle would be more than happy to come into that inner circle as long as they know what the standards are that you're expecting them to be um, measured against or uphold. And don't forget also that when you are bringing people in to make sure you're really clear on what the expectations are as part of that, which is which is kind of connected to the skills and attributes. And the last little bit to think about as well is these can be real people in your inner circle or you may actually have people who are what I call disassociated. So you're going to have mentors, you're going to have coaches, you're going to have people who you admire from a distance. Now, it could be through their books could be through videos, could be through uh, podcasts, things like that. But you can have people as part of your inner circle uh, who you may not necessarily personally know and they may not know you, but you're on the same page. You seem to demonstrate the same level of thinking and just have the same things in common in relation to some of the core principles that you can bring them into your inner circle. And it's like, um, who was it? Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is a phenomenal book. One of the things he talked about in that book was the power of the mastermind. And last year, I did record a podcast in relation to the power of the mastermind. And what he was saying is, you might have people in your mastermind group or your inner circle 
who you do know and you can bounce ideas off, but then you might have some people who you admire from afar that you have a virtual inner circle. So you're starting to leverage off some of the principles that they live by. And whilst you may not necessarily have the opportunity to speak to them face-to-face, in some cases you can actually connect with them on uh, on social media and through LinkedIn and so forth, if of course, if the course is still, still around. Uh, but what you can do is you start uh, reading what they, what they write. You can start listening to their podcasts. So you get a much better understanding of what they stand for and you take some of their thinking away and the key thing here is you start thinking like they think. So remember, when you're putting your inner circle together, you don't necessarily have to have all of your inner circle as people that you know. There can be some people who you admire who you can actually bring in as a virtual virtual member. So I trust that message helps. I just wanted to leave you with a, a quote that I saw today on a Facebook post from Joel Austin, and it sums it up beautifully in terms of your inner circle. And it says, you need to associate with people who inspire you, people that challenge you to raise higher, people that make you better. Don't waste your valuable time with people that are not adding to your growth. Your destiny is too important. So guys, the key message today is be very, very selective on who you let in to your inner circle and be very, very specific on who you invite into your inner circle. It is absolutely critically important to your long-term sustainable growth and success. And as a key reminder, if you would like to add me to your inner circle, hey, shameless plug right there, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Just simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on a call and uh, we can start working together as early as next week. Look forward to that conversation and of course, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.